This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What is going on? If you're watching the stream, long time no see. <clears throat> yep, I'm going to do it back-to-back here just because I'm too lazy to upload it to the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube. Boom. Two birds with one stone. Anyways, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to this Thursday episode. Today we're going to be talking about the Washington Capitals. Why would we be talking about the Washington Capitals? Because they just got their asses kicked in a seven-game series against the Bruins, um, who... I think we're the worst. That was the worst team we've gotten our asses kicked to in a long fucking time. Um, but we'll have a little bit of justification and kind of uh, excuse making here. We'll, we'll just uh, we'll do it that way. Um, but first, I have to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds promoting baseball, uh, hockey, and much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. It's promo code THPN for for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN. Thank us later. And Paul thank is us muted. later. Jesus Christ, Paul. <laughs> I was For on mute. Ever. Thank us later. <laughs> God damn it. All right. <clears throat> well, with that, I think we need a drink. One, yep. two, three. Uh, so before we get into it, I would just like to say I bought this bottle of uh, Woodford Reserve. And because we're, you know, because of the subject matter of today's podcast, I think I'm going to just unbottle it with you guys. Oh, much better drink than what we had last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've come to, you know, accept what has happened, Polly, and I'm here to just, you know, talk about it like a mature adult who doesn't need alcohol to cope. I'm just yeah, doing this for fun. This is this is alcohol for fun, not to cope. Okay, Caps fans. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Mm. You know what, man? I love Woodford. It shits the bomb. Sponsor us, please. Yeah, mm. it's uh, some good whiskey. <sighs> Absolutely. All right, <clears throat> so let's get right into it. We're going to start with old Big Z. It's a Dane of Chara. He has said he will take some time before deciding whether he will return to play um, a 24th NHL season or retire 
he's quoted saying, obviously, I think it's not always decision that I can make myself. The Washington, or, um, sometimes there are things in life you have to realize, and I have to obviously have those conversations with my wife and children, see where we're going to be in the next few day, days or weeks after those conversations. I'm going to probably let these those emotions, emotions settle in and see where I'm at. Um, what's your what's your take on this, Polly? I think he played very well. Um, you know, the fact that he's 43, 44 years old this year and performed the way he did, he did well. I I think he probably should call it. Um, you know, even if he feels like he can still do it, you know, he's he's at a point where he should probably focus more on raising his kids now that he's at this age and and trying not to like fuck his body up for the rest of his life because he's <laughs> obviously still healthy enough that he's playing pro hockey. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, get out while the getting's, the getting's good. So you got a guy who's got an estimated career earnings of over $98 million. Um, he came to DC with a chip on his shoulder, right? He wanted to prove, uh, whoever owns the Bruins that, this was, you know, a mistake. You guys fucked up. I've still got a lot in the tank. While I absolutely think he did that <clears throat> and was a good piece to the, to the Caps this year, um, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta think he's feeling, I just got knocked out by the team I was supposed to shit on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was, I had an axe to grind and I couldn't grind it. Because we got banged up at this part of the season, you know, the worst possible time. Um, and, you know, is he, does he retire on that note? Yeah, I mean, come on, what would you do? I, w- I would feel like, I mean, well, me, having never had the uh, ability or, you know, offer to play a professional sport, I would try to like squeeze that till it's, you know, till blood's coming out of the rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get that. You know, if, if he feels like as long as someone's going to sign him, he's going to play, I don't blame him for that at all. But also if he doesn't like the way it ended now, it, I mean, it could end way worse next year and uh, it could be an injury. It could be missing the playoffs as the worst team in the league. It could be Boston beats him in game 82 for whoever he's with, and it means that because of that game, they missed the playoffs. No matter how hard he works as an individual, he still can't carry his team, especially from a defenseman position. So, I mean, I right. think if he if he thinks he's going to come back and have a better result next year, it, it, it's a complete crapshoot because no matter how hard he works, he can't determine the team's outcome yeah and uh short shift pod chiming in here char is a proud dude but he looked like a guy who knew it was probably over you know i, I think he just i don't know you guys know him better and uh of course you want to like read into that bullshit because he's your ex-captain and you jilted him uh pretty hard but i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with that um look if he's gonna come back for league minimum i would consider it but nothing more um, I do not believe that this is a Brooks Orpic 
type thing where, you know, we get, <clears throat> we get this going and, and then we wave him or, you know, put him on the waiver wire or trade him and then they wave him, you know, and then we bring him back. Like, I don't think that any like crazy cap, uh, manipulation is going to be going on. Uh, I don't think, I think it'll be like, look, we, you can come back for league minimum or nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess one benefit to having him signed would be, uh, you could expose him to the expansion draft. Yeah. But I think that that's, that's a stretch. It is. And, you know, I mean, Seattle, if they picked him, it would just be to have like that marquee name. Right. I mean, the Derek England of, of Seattle, right? Yeah. But better. Yeah. Way better. Um, I don't, I don't know. So I'm interested to see what the Capitals will do. You know, I have this weird feeling that they're going to offer him league minimum. He's going to take it again and we're going to have Chara for two years. That's, that's my shitty take on it. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I, I think he probably should call it a career, but if he's, you know, rocking the red next year, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I wonder how, like, you know, we did not see 82 game Chara. Uh, I thought that he did. I mean, what a leader, what a, what a pro. He did so many things for the team, like coming in and, and just being an instant, like respect magnet, if you will. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and look, I don't think he played terrible this season, you know, uh, did he get walked a couple times? Was he on the ice for a couple bad goals? Yeah, of course. But every other defenseman in the Capitals team was too. Uh, I didn't feel that he was the absolute liability that a lot of Bruins fans, you know, seem to think that that was a thing. But, you know, um, yeah. And I mean, here we go. We got the fourth line voice uh, chiming in. Uh, yeah, league minimum for a Hall of Famer. Why not? Cheap locker room presence. I agree, man. I mean, that's, uh, let, bring him back for league men. But I, you know, a lot of times these guys, they want like double, right? I mean, 1.5 million to do it. I would still say no. I would say, look, if you want the same contract, we could offer it to you. If, if you don't like that, absolutely test free agency. Um, but from what we've heard about the, the caps, they run a good, the tight ship. They do the organization, right. They treat their players well. And, you know, I think, Chara probably has, you know, he's, he's, his style fits the caps the best of the league right now. You know, you don't have to have speed, but you do have to be. Yeah, for sure. And talking about, you know, what we could or couldn't sign Chara for, uh, Ovechkin, the big signing that we have to make happen this, this off season on, uh, Tuesday, this was in the end of May because this drops on Thursday. So it was, like the 24th or 25th, mm-hmm. uh, he reiterated his desire to stay and finish with the Capitals throughout his NHL career. He's optimistic they will they will agree on a contract soon. He said, I'm confident. Obviously, we still have time. Obviously, I want to finish my career here. I'm pretty sure we will get something done soon. So that's good to hear. Um, and on that vein, TJ Oshie said he wants to remain a Capital. Um, he said he's you know, he's given it thought to the possibility of being selected by Seattle, but my allegiance is here. I've done, I feel like, as, as much as I can to prove where I want to be. You got my family here. 
that's great, but Washington's where I want to be. Um, yeah. On a side note, I actually did a little Google on TJ Oshie and his last name, because he is actually Native American. Mm. Uh, and Oshie roughly translates to coming home or return home. So hopefully that's not like a an omen for him returning <laughs> home to, to Seattle. Oshie um, is home, baby. I here's right. the thing about TJ Oshie, man. Like this. <clears throat> all right, ageless. You want to talk about Ovechkin, the ageless wonder? Look at TJ Oshie. And again, this has been a weird couple years, right? We're not really able to see the extent of what an eight, like 164 games in the regular season will do over two years. We've instead had like 111, 120. <clears throat> um, I, I think he's played great. He was on track for, in an 82 game season for a career high in goals at age 34. Uh, I, I'm, I think that of all the Washington Capitals, he put in the most effort and had one of the better seasons, you know, when you, when you look at it subjectively, like against other, other of our studs previous seasons. I think Oshi, both in his own right, based on his career, and then in relation to the Capitals as a whole, had the best, one of the best seasons of all the forwards, if not the best. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I don't I don't have any arguments there. He he was consistent. I think he had a career year in power play goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. he was very valuable to this team. Yeah, and I mean, he brings the same game night in night out, which is just hound the puck, which I love. Uh and he's got the talent to make something happen. You know, he's like a fourth liner that ha- that is that is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he's like a great like the 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 puck hounding, the audacity. You know, that's TJ Oshie, but he also has the skill to back it up in the sense of putting Barry in the puck and making plays. Uh, I love it. So, you know, hoping that I, I really do kind of hope that he. I mean, I do hope it after this season, especially you know, recency bias or not. Um, I hope that TJ Oshie gets protected in the draft. I don't want to see him go. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and I mean, the only other forward that I could think really kind of like compares uh, had like a, a good season um, both to their standards and to the team standards would be like Sprong. But there is literally no team standard to go by there, right? And who knows, you know, I mean, for him, he had a good good season for himself. But again, he was not a full-time player the whole season, right? So it's kind yeah. of not apples to apples. Um, but anyways, it we'll, we'll keep you updated on what the hell happens there. I think that, I think that the caps are going to do that 3d chess thing. We talked about sign Ovechkin as a free agent, um, and expose him to the draft. Yeah. Um, I mean, that seems to be the most, uh, cap friendly plan right and draft friendly plan right i mean we could sign him if it wasn't for the draft i feel like the deal would be done what are they waiting for both parties are in agreement and they've said it publicly 
right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is a little bit like the the Orpig situation with Colorado, like include him in that that trade and then sign him once they buy him out. Like obviously it's that situation on steroids cuz it's Ovechkin, but right. Um it's something Washington has kind of done before. Sure. I mean, we've been sly before to your point, Polly, with how we've handled cap situations and found loopholes and rules. So I feel like this is a perfect one glaring us in the face. And, and I think the Caps should, if, if they trust Ovechkin not to go get signed by somebody for like two years for $40 million, then, you know, I think that, I think that we should be good, but who knows? Uh, I, that's what I'm believing in my, in my plums, deep in my plums. Yeah. So the, the bluish hue. <laughs> Tell us about the Caps injuries. Okay. So uh, all this information, aside from something I'm going to add, um, is coming from Samantha Pell's uh, Washington Post article. So Nick Backstrom is not going to go to the World Championships because he was dealing with a hip issue, and I just saw – from Russian Machine Never Breaks, that he's not going to require surgery this summer. Um, he'd been playing in pain for months. He also promised that Ovi's going to come back. He said right. he, he promised that. Um, yeah, to Swedish Swedish media. Yeah. Um, Russia Hockey announced that Samsonov won't be playing because he wasn't cleared by Washington's team doctors. Um yeah, could be and a little fishy. Yeah, so uh, I, I've got a, I've got something for that. I think this yeah. is fishy because I don't think the Caps didn't, I won't, won't let him go because they don't fucking trust him. You know, I, I truly believe that. Um, <clears throat> you know, when Brian McClellan was asked, he said, like, why didn't you let Samsonov go play the the World Cup uh, or World Championships, whatever the hell it's called. Um, he said, I think we have some things we wanted to work through with him at the end of the year. Um, McClellan said, when asked if the decision was injury, injury related, we needed a couple of weeks to get him, uh, to, to get him going in the right direction for the off season. So I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they trust him to go to Russia and like party it up or whatever happens in Russia. Yeah, and I, I I think you're definitely onto something there. Yeah, I mean, would you if you were Brian McClellan, Polly, which you are not, but if you were, would you let Sammy go? No, I'd lock him in my basement. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would fucking. I mean, and uh, honestly, I wouldn't even care if the Caps did this, just as like a fuck you, you're ours, like just as a a flex on Samsonov to be like, listen. You ain't shit. Like we will, I will expose you to the, to the expansion draft tomorrow. If you want, you know, like we'll turn this bus around motherfucker. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I fully support this. Uh, he obviously needs some guidance and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get it going because look, man, he played brilliantly. You know, he, he, he had so many like, times in the season where it was like, oh yeah, that's our franchise goalie baby for the next five years. Um, but 
then he had his off ice issues and, and it really killed it for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's, he's shown a lot of promise, but he's got a lot to prove still. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about, tell us about Ovechkin. Yeah. So Ovi had multiple ailments. Uh, he hurt his back during the playoffs plus that leg injury that he had at the end of the season against the Islanders. Uh, he said the, the back injury didn't affect his performance and he didn't need any, any shots or medication. He just said it was a hard year for my body, lots of mini injuries. And obviously it was a big injury before the playoffs. He said, it is what it is, right? Kind of a hard situation, obviously. Uh, and then he added, I want to finish my career here. Pretty sure we will do something soon just to go back to what we said earlier. So, I mean, it sounds like he's not blaming anything on the injuries, but he was obviously uncomfortable. I mean, back injury that every time you move, it hurts. <laughs> right. And Backstrom again said, well, we all played, so no excuses there. And, you know, those are just, right. that's just two really competitive guys being professional athletes, man. Like, you can't tell me that when you take a stride and it's fucking hurting your knee, that it doesn't affect your shot, doesn't affect everything, right? Um, right. You know, and this is hockey again, so everybody is incredibly tight to the ch- or close to the chest about any sort of divulging any injuries. This is why we ha- we all look to the media at the very end of uh, you know after breakout day when the media breakout happens. Like, what actually is going on in the off season? Are you going under the knife? Like, blah blah blah. blah. That's why all of this is is the media and, and everything else is positioned this way because this is when players really let it out. Like, okay, I guess I can't be targeted if I say this, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, hockey players will hit you where you're hurt if they know. Yeah. Um, and so Oshi said, uh, he had a little tweak to his midsection and felt he was good enough to get the job done in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I don't buy that either. Uh, I mean, and this is a guy I think who has had sports hernia problems in the past. I want to something, you know, as I'm drinking this this bourbon, something has. Uh, I, I could be totally wrong, but I had thought that he had midsection problems, you know, core problems in the past. Um, but hey, I mean, again, when you when you you have a core injury, even if it's just a a strain or you know it's tight. It fucking hurts, man. Like that that's something that you think about when you're playing, especially yeah. when you, you got to play full game speed, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's like your back but just in the front of your body. I mean, <laughs> everything you move you're going to feel. Right. All right, so what about Carlson? Uh Yeah, so Carlson hurt his knee at the end of the if you remember, he missed a few games. He took a, a puck to the leg, and he said it wasn't a hard shot. Just it, it was weird and had to do with how he turned. So just one of those chance situations that he must have just caught him in the right spot and how he moved at, at the time. Something well, uh, I don't. I believe he won't have surgery either. Um, and then Lars Eller had a groin injury in Game Two. It was his second groin injury of the season. He was also dealing with shoulder and neck pain from a hit earlier in the year from Isles Leo Komarov, which was a hit from behind into the boards. 
and wrapping it up with Koozie. He said he had a lot of little things come up this season, but didn't want to talk about them. And uh, in addition to his two positive COVID-19 results, which probably uh, had all kinds of uh, effects that we can't even measure. But he did say that he likes to be in Washington amid all of this, these rumors and controversy. Sounds like he'd like to stay. So um, hopefully if he does stay, he can keep his head on his shoulders and play better as well. Right. So Cavs fans, just for a review, that's the first, that's, that's all three centers. Our first, second and third line center was somewhat injured. Um, Our number one defenseman, I'm surprised they haven't talked about Schultz. I'm sure he had nagging, nagging injury. We'll just add him to the, the two top two offensive defensemen. Um, Orlov was okay. Obviously, he went and went and played uh, for Russia. He's he's in Russia now. Um, that's also our first and second pair winger. Um, and you know, the only one that's not on here that's like on our top six is Tom Wilson. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean. <laughs> There's uh there I mean who's I mean and then we have Mantha so Mantha he 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 also seemed to not be hurt but you know you look at this and two of the top six aren't hurt aren't hurt and then your top two defensemen and your third line center I mean that is a tough go at it and this is again you know not not to shit on the Bruins but. If you look at the series, how it went down, you've got a, I mean, the first overtime game we win uh, off of a Nick Dowd tip, and it's like, fuck yeah, everything's great. The second game we lose in overtime, uh, as LA also, Vitek Vanacek was injured. We we haven't heard from him yet, though. We don't know what's going to go on with his, if it's groin, if it's what, whatever it is. So then Craig Anderson comes in. And we blow game two in overtime. And then we blow game three in a double overtime. I think that after the first three games, that could have, you know, a couple mental errors, a couple whatever it is. Uh, you know, maybe if guys are 100%, uh, I believe that that doesn't go to overtime or we score another in overtime. You know, I think that if the team's 100% at the very worst, after three games, we're 2-1. In the in the situation that played out, you know, obviously this is one hundred percent fantasy land, and I'm just you know off the rails on all of this. But and I realize that, but I mean, Polly, come on, you got to be with me here. At least we win one of those two overtime games that we lost. Probably that double overtime game. Yeah, and I mean, who knows if we had VTech healthy, if it even gets to overtime in game two or right. game three. Um, yeah, it. it <sighs> You don't want to make excuses, but I think the game definitely would have gone differently if the guys were healthy for sure. Yeah. And and that is why I I'm I'm cool with like, you know, okay, look, we fucked up. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I'm not I'm 
of all of the playoff losses that I've seen the Caps take in the past decade, this one hurt, hurts the least, I think. I'm going to be honest. I think it hurts the least. Not to mention this COVID cup. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think, I think this is an asterisk cup. And I know you don't, Polly. Is that right? I mean, no, nah, I, I don't. Um, but, but wait, I mean, wait, wait. you're not you're not alone in thinking that. Plenty right. of people do. So tell me this. I mean, I mean, not that it matters in the records record books, right? I mean, so okay, let's go back. Let's throw it all the way back to when Chicago was won their three cups, right? Uh, three yeah. cups in like five years, I think it was. Six years. Six three cups in six years, and then. The Pins do it, um, what, 2009, and then they do back-to-back, like which is yeah. kind of standing on its own, right? Um, I, I don't know. I think um, like with, with the um, asterisk, I mean with, with the – everybody started to discount the Blackhawks once the Penguins won back-to-back. And at you know, before the Penguins won back to back, the Blackhawks were like the dynasty team. Like they were the powerhouse team. They had won the most. But once the Penguins went back to back, they're like, oh, Blackhawks are old news, which they kind of were just based on the passage of time. But everybody kept then you started hearing a lot of like, oh well, it was an asterisk cup. Like that cup didn't count as much because it was in a lockout season. And that season they played like what thirty five games, yeah, something like that. So that's way less. But I mean, fifty six to thirty five. I mean, it gets like twenty more games, but it's not that much. I mean, it's still like a a solid chunk of play of regular season gone, right? Yeah, but everybody played the same amount. So I mean, it's not like you know. I mean, you can break it down and dive into rabbit holes and wormholes, but you know, no one had a true advantage over anyone else. Like they played on an even playing field. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. So using that logic is, was last year's cup an asterisk cup for you? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that, Tampa Bay deserves to be looked at on the same level as all other cup teams. I mean, they, everyone had a unique experience there. And I mean, I, again, you know, every, everybody's going through all the same stuff. So it's not like anyone's getting a particular advantage. Okay. So are there any asterisk cups in poly cupcake cupcake land? Um. Yeah, before they well, back when they only had six teams. That's the only time that you'll give asterisks for when the the original six. Yeah, which ended in like what the forties. Yeah, that's the only time it wasn't as hard as modern era. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. But, you know, like there were at one time only like 12 teams, too. And then like 24. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be different if like 
they'd been like, all right, we're just going to take the two best teams from the regular season and they're going to play one seven-game series. That would be something to consider an asterisk. But, I mean, everybody still had to play. Plus, with the play-in games last year, they almost, you know, they, they got a little closer to making up for the games that were canceled. So, I mean, they still had to go through the grueling four series or the four rounds to get to the cup or win the cup. Right. Okay. I. So there, so what you're basically saying is that there are no, there is no reason to put an asterisk behind a Stanley cup winner ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Fine. I guess that's your stance. I mean, I, you're wrong, but I appreciate your, <laughs> your candid, your, your, um, your candidness, if you will. Um, cause I'm trying to see like when, when there were like, how many teams need to be in the NHL just over six? So six and under teams. If there are only six teams in the NHL, it's a poly cupcakes asterisk. Other than that, no asterisks ever allowed. Well, no, I mean, even that, it's still legit. I just think it was not as challenging then. But, no, I mean, they're still playing against the best guys, and everybody's going through the the same challenges, you know, and it's a crapshoot on whether you stay healthy or not. It just, you know, the the world changes and the game has to adapt, and they still have to earn the cup. Right, but we we went through a literal time where the NHL gave the ping. I mean, just this season, the NHL gave the Penguins like the easiest fucking schedule possible. The last half down the stretch, uh, they benefited from that greatly and won the division. I mean, the only reason that they're even in the playoffs is because of the way that schedule is is outlined. And because the Flyers shit the fucking bed, and because so did the so did the Rangers. So, I mean, you're I don't know, man. I I, I don't ha- I, I've got to disagree. So, post original six, so like in the mid sixties, they went to twelve teams. Um, and you're saying that that that's that is the point in which there were are zero asterisk asterisk cups anymore. Yeah. Okay, fine. I guess whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. I think the lockout season is an asterisk. I would say if you're gonna count last season as an asterisk, you have to count this season as an asterisk because how many times can I say asterisk on this fucking podcast? One, yeah, and right. Two, take a shot for every time he says it. <laughs> yeah, two. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like. If you're going to count last season as a as a you know a, a star there, you're going to have to ask you're going to have to asterisk this season too. And I think this season they played less games than last season. Everyone played less games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean that's a good point that if last year is this year is, yeah, uh, and vice versa. I just don't think either one is. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I mean at least you're consistent, but. I think that these three years, the lockout, the lockout year where they fucked up and robbed Ovechkin of a half a season, um, 
And then there is a, I think there is a legit asterisk on the year that they locked out completely, like the entire lockout year, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, there's just no champion. Right. And then that's what the star is like on Wikipedia. But yeah, but on, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think there's three. There's been three in the past, since, since the last lockout, you know, including that year. So I would, I can't wait to return to an 82 game season. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, imagine it though. In an 82 game season, the Washington Capitals could just say, okay, Ovi, okay, um, Oshi, Backy, all the boys that are injured, VTech, just sit. You're, you're out for 15 games. You have 15 games to figure it out. That's like a month and a half, bro. Yeah. Let Hershey carry us to the playoffs. Yeah, and then, you know, I would have, now that you say that, like, it would have been incredible to see some of these young guys who never get their shot because, God, I mean, it's this is like the worst system to come up in unless you're an absolute fucking world beater, right? You know, yeah. I, the management is dedicated to the top six right now for the Washington Capitals and the top four. You know, the only time you're going to get a shot is probably on the defense, on the, on the defense. So, you know, um, Something that we didn't mention earlier. I don't know if you read this, but uh, GM uh, McClellan says he's that Ferrari, 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 yeah, Ferrari is going to get some. He's going to be a probably a player in the Washington Capitals uh, team next year. So I'm I'm excited to see that. I liked that guy's. I like that kid's game. He was big. He hit. He was fast, and he can move the puck. I, I Good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I would I would love to see his offensive upside there if he has any. I'm not really sure in the NHL, but uh, he's probably going to be more of a shutdown guy. But that's a great kind of compliment to Orlov there. Then you know, um, absolutely. And we're ob- obviously losing a couple of free agents, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes, uh, or maybe not. Who who knows what Chara does? But there's Chara's replacement right there, and I think that management's ready to. Uh, to make that step. So, all right. Well, other than, uh, other than your, you being wrong about, um, <laughs> Asterix cups, any, any other, uh, anything else before we, before we peace out here? Um, no, uh, I'm just excited for more playoff hockey and excited to see how world championships have, shaken out so far by the time this drops we're in the middle of qualifying so if you're interested check them out watch some a lot of guys you've never heard of play hockey absolutely definitely a good time to see some prospects and looks like maybe we'll have some some great britain nhlers from from the from the looks some of the sounds of it huh i hope so that'd be great all right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> With that shitty joke, we're out of here. Caps fans, uh, do us a favor. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. Please um, rate us. Five stars only. Five stars only. And until next week, Hockey Control, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Church podcast. Repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and 
Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at CupcakePolly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.